Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. V, the Gorilla Economist, and I'm with my main man, El Cuco, who is working the airwaves, making sure this broadcast is coming out politically correct. We are brought to you by Pfizer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 anyway, check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Rogue News. Road News on every single podcasting app known to humanity. And also check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all. Our CBD edible goodness, uh, they are running still the 20% off sale, are they not? Yes, indeed. Indeed. All things while supplies last, get your holiday blast. Go to CBD edibles, mycbdedibles.com, and get all your goodness, whether it's the sprays, the yummies, and all the other things you can drink, like the coffee. Go to mycbdedibles.com. And with that being said, Siege, what's going on, brother? Buenos dias. Doing great, brother. How you doing? Buenos dias, you know me as the Garia, Senor El. I don't know, I'm losing myself. It's one of those mornings, bro. You know, you start off the day, you're feeling good, slept well, you know, and then you get into the day and you're just like, eh. paperwork makes me tired. No, oh, heck yeah. End of year. End of year. Absolutely. It is what it is, man. Never been busier. Never been busier. But hey, want to want to send a, a shout out to uh, those in the in the uh, the chat, and then also in the Rogue uh, Discord server. Uh, lots of great posts there, great conversation. Apparently, they've been uh, running some hangouts with with uh, voice chats. Led uh, some of the conversations. I've not been in a while, but um, for those getting involved with in this stuff. Well, for those, it just it's you know time. But you know, for those that are participating in the Discord, just want to send them a shout out. Keep keep going, guys. We're 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 watching. We're we're we'll catch up. Uh, but I appreciate them uh, sharing the vast amount of information and resources that they do in the Discord. So and 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 also for Velas too, because he's very very active in there and helps helps uh moderate and keep everything in line. Make sure make sure that um, we don't have any infiltrators. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. See, there's a lot to talk about. It's another day in exceptional stand as uh, the idiotic leaders of the West continue to destroy their economies and they're hoping to manage the chaos that they themselves have purposely created. 
all of this being done by forecasting into a vacuum and they're thinking uh, like they are successful, but in fact, they're losing, losing bigly. Populations globally have all been waking up. I mean, look at the latest numbers. I mean, vaccination rates in the United States have been stuck at 46%. It's not budging. That means there are about 64% of Americans who has given the double FU to Uncle Schmuck. And on top of that, Siege, the uh, 46%, 90-some-odd percent of that 46% that did get vaccinated, the vast majority of those people did that on the goodwill. They were doing the right thing. They, you know, they, they did it with good intentions. But then they realized they're getting hoodwinked here when they started rolling out with the third booster and soon to be fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, as they are planning to do in Israel. And this is why you're seeing mass protests everywhere and these morons these idiots who run western countries around the world think they could somehow manage this and somehow build back better and have their green new deal uh, folks if you haven't done so already yesterday's broadcast yesterday's morning show uh, go ahead and take a look at it listen to it uh, i break down the entire carbon credit scheme how it works how it applies it is nothing more than another Wall Street, City of London wet dream to hoodwink and con you. That's all it is. That's all it is. Folks, you're not dealing with, on the political sense, some of the most, you're not dealing with sophisticated, highly intelligent people here. You're, peop, you're dealing with people who have spent 10, 20, 30, 40 years in giant vacuum circle jerk committees, and they literally think that they know what they're doing. They don't. Their world is about to end. Their way of existence is about to go away, the way of the dodo. And their way of doing things is, is literally coming apart. Their domination upon this planet is coming to an end because, you know what, the con, the greatest con they've been running for the last several decades, which is their Ponzi scheme that they call monetary policy and economics, is falling apart at such an alarming rate, it's, it's incredible. The good news is, folks, is that we do have alternatives. Thank God for alternative assets like precious metals, like cryptographic currencies. Uh, there are options available, so you don't have to be broke and destitute. Get something at this point. You know, I'm not giving you all any all financial advice, but you do, do what thou wilt. Get yourself educated is what I'm trying to say, you know. And the reason for that, Siege, what is the uh, first first piece of news that we have on the... Uh, what on the what do you want to jump into? You want to talk about the, the inflation uh, yeah, factor? Yeah. That's... I want to talk about the ice cream eater. The guy, the man who deep throats ice cream. Him. Brandon. That's right, Joe Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon's union push is a push for still more inflation. This is by uh, Mish. Over at Mish Talk over here. And um, Biden puts union support at center of agenda. The Wall Street Journal reports Biden puts union support at the center of agenda. President Biden took the stage to promote his $1 trillion infrastructure spending plan. After being introduced by a union member, a bus maintenance worker, and quickly made clear who deserved credit for helping it get through Congress and who would benefit. 
Union, 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 Mr. Biden said Wednesday in Kansas City, Missouri. There's a lot of good and decent people in the financial industry, but they didn't build the middle class. Unions built the middle class. Uh, hold on, I think uh, Joe's trying to take a line from uh, my page. I told the American people, hey, uh, you didn't build that business. Somebody else did. Uh, so I told Michael all the time. Little, so he's taking a, a page from Obama. You didn't build the middle class. Unions built the middle class. No. What built the middle class is not the financial services. What built the middle class is not the union. Unions had their play early on in the 1900s, industrial boom. You know, workers were getting killed on the job. It was, it, was, it was a mess. But you don't have companies, especially big companies, large corporations and whatnot, that have unfair pay anymore. Those, those things are over with, right? No one's working in hazardous conditions that could likely kill you, right? Unless, of course, you're working in the oil field and other select, uh, uh, you know, work, uh, you know, other fields where there is a, a, a modicum of risk there. But it's not 100 years ago. So unions really don't play a role. They have a parasitic, today's modern unions have a parasitic drain on the economy. And I speak from experience because being from New York, I've millions of times have seen a construction job that could only be done by union people. And the construction job would be, let's say, uh, on a road or a bridge. And what should have been done in six months wind up lasting 16 years. Because uh, Tony Bumbats and Joey Fanoc and uh, Mickey Blue Eyes, they all get together and, uh, you know, 50 of these guys will stand around drinking coffee. One guy is working and filling a pothole and they are milking it, man. Milking it. And if you need 20 guys to do a job, all the union laws say you have to hire 200. But I only need 20. Nope, too bad. You got to do 200. So what's going to happen? Well, 19 of us are going to drink coffee. One of the guys is going to work. The other, you know, 180 are going to stay home and get paid. <laughs> but why would I do that? Too bad. Union rules. And these, this is the type of corruption that happens. So the cost of public works goes to the roof. This is why I keep telling you folks this whole entire thing about build, the Build Back Better and the $1 trillion infrastructure is another wealth extraction scheme and nothing will be built. Because the countries or the states, I'm sorry, the, the states that need it, right? The states where you don't have big unions, you know, places like in, the, in Texas and the, the Midwest and whatnot that don't have mid, you know, these unions where the construction site is managed by the construction companies. And this is where you notice things are built very quickly. Things are built very cleanly. It's amazing to me being from New York. I'll drive, you know, I'll fly into Florida. I'll fly into Texas. We'll fly anywhere in the country. And you're seeing anywhere outside of the Northeast or the West Coast, you'll see a, a construction boom. And things are built very quickly at a very high quality at a very good price. You can't do that in most of the country that's controlled by Democrats. And the Democrat shitholes of Illinois and New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Massachusetts, right? And in Rhode Island and in California and in Oregon. You can't do that. So when this infrastructure bill, the $1 trillion infrastructure bill gets rolled out, it's going to go to the union buddies. It's amazing to me that next generation rail and subway tracks can be laid in Spain and Europe and Japan for a fraction of what it costs to do in New York. It literally costs them a fraction. 
Why? Because of union corruption. If the job requires 20 people, you got to pay for 200. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. So this whole entire thing about unions in America, no, they don't. Unions are another scheme, another graft, another wealth extraction scheme, another criminal element, another fraudsters and hucksters who are out there pulling this nonsense. Okay. Mr. Biden rarely missed a chance to highlight the interest, his interest in bolstering the U.S. labor movement. Of course, the labor movement. This is where your communist revolutionaries come from. Okay. <laughs> Including through a slew of provisions in his legislative initiatives. He's turned a union training facility in Michigan and handed out sandwiches to union members in Delaware. When he signed the bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill on the White House lawn, dozens of union members were on hand. So right there, folks, is telling you where all this money is going to go. It's going to go to the union bosses. Union bosses are some of the most highest paid non-governmental public works people that you'll ever encounter. Incredibly well paid. A union boss? Oh, my God. Leaders in the unions? Paid. Paid. They're parasites. They don't care. Every year, the New York, New York City, you have the MTA, the Metro, Metro, you know, the Metro Transit Authority, right? The MTA. And they handle all the trains. They handle all the subways. And every year, the dilapidated subway system continues to churn forward. And every year, there's bargainings and strikes and contract negotiations with the MTA union. They got to hire more workers. We need more raises. Why is a token collector the subway now requires another 20% raise every year doing the same stupid job? Doesn't make any damn sense. Doesn't matter. It's a racket. It doesn't matter if the MTA is completely broke, dilapidated, and out of business. The unions will kill the company. It's a perfect viral host. So a virus like Joe Biden is perfect for going to the unions, and you see these unions standing outside while Joe's signing the bill. Mr. Biden attracted attention earlier this year when he publicly backed a union drive by Amazon Inc. Workers in Alabama who will get a sick look. I don't want Amazon to unionize. Well, I like my prime two-day shipping. Thank you. I like paying $79 a year. I get two, I, I get two-day shipping. I get Amazon music. I get my prime video. I'm good. I'm good. And we can argue about the uh, the, the the virtues of Amazon and how it impacts the economy negatively and this, uh, this, that, and the other. But let's be honest here. I need something quick. I'm getting it on Amazon. I'm price shopping on Amazon. In fact, I used to use Best Buy at one time as Amazon's showroom. I go into Best Buy. I have my Amazon app on. I scan the barcode, see what it's selling for Amazon. Then I go to the Best Buy guy. Hey, look, man, Amazon's selling this cheaper. And they got a price matcher, right? You can kiss that goodbye. Prime. Prime will be $300, $500 a year for Prime membership, and it'll be 10-day shipping. The Wall Street Journal assessment is accurate but lacking. The article failed to mention the push for unions is a is, is the push for unions is a push for inflation. Biden's build back better. The the, the quadruple the, the the triple B build back better has a provision requiring contractors to pay prevailing wages to qualify for federal tax incentives on green energy projects. Folks, if you haven't lived in a house yet, or if you haven't purchased a home yet, or if you, you know, whether you purchased it, you took a more, or you're, you're living in a home, 
it, it, it's it's I'm telling you right now, whatever home you purchase now is going to be the last good, well built house. Future homes are not going to be as warm. Future homes are going to be software integrated. Future homes are not going to be as cozy. Oh, yeah. All this green material that they're using, you think it's going to be uh, thermal uh, insulative? No, it's not. It's not. It's not going to have that the same type of thermal insulation. Why? I mean, folks, you're <laughs> they're literally going to push you into mud huts. Prevailing wages are union wages. Cost of all government projects will soar. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Folks, if you're running a wealth extraction scheme, do you want your extraction scheme? And This is why you have $200 you know, toilet seats in, in United States Air Force aircraft. This is the reason why you have $90 coffee canisters in military bases. Okay, just the canister, not the entire mission, just the actual stupid canister. Okay? Because if you're running a wealth extraction scheme, you want the biggest damn price. So it behooves you not to pay the lowest bidder, but it behooves you to sell it to the highest bidder. And now government costs is tripled. You understand, this whole infrastructure scheme, folks, it is literally a wealth extraction scheme. Unions are involved. The cost of government building anything goes through the roof. Goes through the roof. That doesn't benefit the American public, but it benefits D.C., and this is why D.C.'s got to go. This is why D.C. is led by the obsolete, because they're obsolete. Hypocritically, Build Back Better also has an energy tax credits for cars, but only if they're union-made. You ever wonder why uh, Tesla wasn't invited to Biden's electric vehicle showcase? Tesla, Elon Musk practically created the electric car segment in the modern sense. And I know about electric cars going back to 1910 and 1918 and all that stuff. But I'm not talking about that. Those things have like a five-mile range and you got to throw out the battery after you're done. I'm not talking about that. But when it comes to electric cars and the minds and then the psyche of the American public and the world... Tesla is the name that comes into your mind. When you think of smartphones, you think of Apple. When you think of electric cars, you think Tesla. When you think of exotics, you think Ferrari. Right? These are the, 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 what's in the public psyche. So why do you think they invited Ford, GM, and, 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 and Stellantis, all three companies, with all sorts of failing programs for electric cars. GM had their Bolt. Those things keep blowing up left and right. They're recommending you do not park your Bolt in your garage unless your house goes up in flames. And there's been massive recalls on that. Stellantis, you know, yeah, I love I love what Stellantis is doing. I mean, give me a, a you know, I, I, I love the uh, Charger Hellcat Red Eyes and the Challenger Red Eyes. And they're they're putting Hell Eye, uh, you know, uh, Hellcat and... and, and uh, and demon motors and practically everything these days. Go get a go go get yourself a Durango, a Dodge Durango SUV with the uh, with the uh, the Hellcat motor. Jeez, Louise, seven hundred plus horse. I mean, they're putting a Hellcat motor in the damn Dodge Ram pickup truck, seven hundred seven horsepower pickup truck. I mean, it's fun. It's great. 
but they don't have a real electric strategy. And they're being kept afloat. I mean, if you saw yesterday's video that I did, they're being kept afloat by buying carbon credits off of Tesla. So this is the snub where they're having a confab with three companies who have terrible strategies for electric vehicles. Every electric vehicles are boring. I mean, say what you want about Tesla. I'm not, I'm not a fan of electric vehicles, but I'll be honest with you, that Model S Plaid with a 2 seconds 0 to 60 and a 9.2 second quarter mile is blisteringly fast. Good God. Makes me makes me second guess my M5. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's pretty uh it's pretty pretty vicious the Tesla model. I mean honestly, if you got a Model S Plaid, I don't think you'd be complaining. It's a phenomenal car. But Biden didn't invite Tesla. No, no, no. He invited three moronic losers, all who have contributed, all who have, you know, living off the government teat. All three of them. Right? And this is why he's saying, oh, you want the tax credits? You can only hire union people. You want to mess up innovation in your company, hire unions. You want to stymie effect, uh, you know, efficiency, hire a union. You want to bottleneck your production capability, hire a union, baby. So in other words, when you are taking sectors of the American industry where you, if this car company, you want to buy a, a, you know, a, 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 a electric vehicle that has government subsidies on it, so you get a tax write-off and this, that, and the other, you got to buy it from a manufacturer. That manufacturer wants to produce it. It's better hire union employees. And GM knows all about that. Part of the reason why GM went belly up, it could not make, it could not meet its un unfunded liabilities. And this is why you have the automotive, you know, and when the, econ when the economy went pop in 2008, that was it. GM needed a bailout. Why? Because it's still got to play, it's still got to pay Bob Smith who did 20 years in GM, he retired at 34, right? Or he retired at 40. He still got another 20-some-odd years to work. But he's, you know, sitting in his fat ass in Lansing, Michigan, still getting a, a, a pension and full medical benefits. Like, what is that? Like, in a capitalist system, that doesn't work. In a capitalist system, you are responsible for your own welfare. You are responsible for your own retirement. So now GM, because of all the contract laws, they got to keep paying Bob Smith for as long as he lives. Full medical benefits, full pension. For tens of thousands of employees that are retired. Then they got to keep paying the rising hourly rates and benefits packages for all these union workers. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So you want to straight up transform the economy to what Ayn Rand wrote about and Atlas Shrugged, then go ahead, Biden, do it, because that's only going to increase inflation. When you have inflation, folks, you want to make sure the way you survive it is not just through monetary policy, not just through the constriction, restriction, or the inflation of, the, of your currency and credit.
No, no, no. You have to run a very streamlined economy. And in order to run a streamlined economy, you cannot have bottlenecks. You cannot have detriments to the efficacy of industry caused by such things as unions. It only exacerbates the problem. Same thing applies to solar. Despite climate change being the existential threat to our lifetime. See, you would think with climate change about to kill us in, in uh, what did AOC give? She gave us 12 years, and that was like a few years ago. I think we've done 10 years now. <laughs> I think Siege, we got right? two. Yeah, we got just a couple left, I think. V. Uh, yeah, we got like nine, <laughs> eight or nine years left, Siege. So with, 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 planet, with life on Earth about to be destroyed in eight or nine years because of climate change, as per AOC and every one of these green morons, right? You would think you want to democratize. <laughs> God forbid. You want to democratize solar panel production because you're, you know, you're somehow convinced yourself this pie in the sky idea that solar panels build industry, right? You would figure you want to democratize so- the solar panel production in your country. Well, you can't. Thanks to the new infrastructure bill, you can only produce solar panels with companies that only hire union. Isn't that a great siege? Isn't that That's terrific, me. That is just terrific. Instead of democratizing the production, you are vertically integrating. You are keeping it in the hands of a few cartels. In other words, they, the cartels, the unions, and the government labor apparatchiks are getting together, and they are lubing you up real good for the screwing of the lifetime, America. Get ready. Bend over. Hold on to your heels. This is not going to be pretty. Now, that raises the price. All of this will raise the price of cars. All of this will raise the price of solar panels. All of this will raise the price of batteries. All of this will raise the price of homes. All of this will raise the price of foods. All of this will raise the price of everything. And once the supply chain issue is resolved, which maybe might be resolved in three to four years, once they get over this entire COVID nonsense, there's little incentive left, okay? There's little incentive left to onshore production at much higher costs and risk of walkout. Now, if I was, I don't know, BMW, if I was Porsche, if I was Ferrari, if I was, I don't know, Mercedes, if I was Toyota, Honda, Mazda, Hyundai, Kia, why would I build more plants in the United States? I mean, we need chips, right? <laughs> we have a chip shortage. <laughs> Can't build a damn chip here. Samsung got to come over, spend $13 billion on a new plant in Texas, and now they got a hiring problem. Hiring problem. Most Americans are so dumb, and they can't even hire. They got to bring in you know, people from other countries using H-1B visas. Now, if I was a company, why would I come here? So let me get this straight. I got to come here. And, folks, this is the thing that they don't tell you, right? Here's the other layer to this union stuff. If I am a company, if CJ and I decided to, I don't know, uh, CJ, what do you want? What kind of industry do you like, CJ? Besides Let's tequila. See here. Except for tequila, you know. Uh, and cannabis, besides those two. Damn, V, you make it, make it so difficult. I mean... What what industry? So let's go into how about uh, rogue apparel, rogue rogue swag. Okay, rogue swag. 
All right, so CJ and I decided uh, a clothing manufacturer. We're like, we're going to be U.S. American made, man. Okay. All of a sudden, let's just say in the future, they pass the law. Now, all garment industries have to be unionized. Holy shit. Okay, fine. We'll be unionized. Fine, we'll go play the rules. Then what do we do? Folks, when you unionize something in an industry and you want to come out and you want to do it, guess what? Your licensing costs, your certification costs, your... You know, all these licenses that you have to take out from the local and state and federal municipalities and and jurisdictions and whatnot, the EPA, the this day, you know, the, 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 the BLS, all these other, you know, departments of the government, all those costs go up. In other words, the trillions of dollars that Trump has destroyed and he has cut in terms of red tape to deregulate industries to get us moving again. All of those trillions of dollars of regulation has come back to choke the American economy, and this time they're going to be more expensive because this time the regulations have brought their best friend, the union workers, with them. So now you're being choked by the union, by the regulations, and you're being screwed by the unions at the same time with no lube. This is a terrible, terrible situation. But at least the mean tweets have stopped. Thank mean God. tweets. Mean tweets. Thank God the mean tweets have stopped. <laughs> Gas is $5 a gallon. America is no longer a net exporter of energy anymore. We are now a net importer of energy Trillions of dollars in regulations coming back into the U.S. economy, which will drive up inflation through re-regulation and unionization, which will create all sorts of problems. So if CJ and I were trying to create an industry, why the hell will we set up shop here? Why the hell would I have to pay increased licensing fees? Why the hell would I have to pay in, you know, in, in, increasing regulatory fees? Then on top of that, then on top of that, you're going to, you just raise corporate taxes. You're the highest corporate tax in the world. And then if I do decide to be an idiot and open up a, a, a manufacturing facility in your country and it meets all the green regulations, union morons could walk out off the job anytime they want. Because they decided because one guy puts on a button and that's what he's paid $17 or $20 an hour to put on a button on a shirt. Now he wants $50. But dude, you're doing the same job. I don't care. I have seniority. I've been here three years. What? And I want holiday pay. And I want paid sick leave. And I want paid education. And I want paid child care. And I want paid full benefits. Okay. See, uh, you know the uh, cotton undergarments that we're making and the underwear that we're making? Mm. We're going to have to sell our underwear. Instead of $15 for a pack of seven, Siege, we have to sell it for $50 for a pack of seven. <laughs> Woohoo! Why would we set up shop here? <laughs> no, we're going to Mexico. We're going to go to Mexico. We're going to set up a garment shop here and then, and then import it into you guys. We're going to go to the Caribbean. We're going to go to Asia. We're going to go to Vietnam. CJ and I are going to go to Vietnam. We're going to set up a, 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 a uh, rogue underwear 
company factory over there and then have things shipped over. So what happens, folks, businesses leave. It's Atlas Shrugged. Read the book. Read it. Read Read Atlas Shrugged. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. The state of Illinois is insolvent because pension plans promises everything. A pie in the sky, a unicorn in every garage, and um, fagua on every plate. That's what the unions in Illinois, uh, they promise. Those are public, not private unions. Those are public unions, which Biden wants. California, CalPERS, the most broken, solvent union on God's green earth. They have no pensions, except for maybe one or two cities out there that actually have a private pension that is not part of CalPERS. And they want more, more and more and more and more. Jeez, Louise. Biden has the gall to say build back better is not inflationary. Unfortunately, I mean, sorry, fortunately, Joe Manchin isn't buying the lot. On December 8th, Senator Joe Manchin again holds back support for Build Back Better. He said, we have people saying inflation would be transitory. <laughs> Remember that word, Siege? I do, V. It ain't do. transitory. It's permanentory. We had 17 Nobel laureates saying it's going to be no problem. Well, 17 Nobel laureates were all wrong, especially Paul Krugman, the man who has the, who, who has the face that he looks like he sniffs cat turd all day. Literally, he keeps it under his nose. That's what keeps him invigorated as he writes stupid, fanciful. Only an idiot pea brain would say, we can mint a platinum coin and put $5 trillion on it and pay off the debt. <laughs> no, you moron. You are living in la-la land. <laughs> like, this is what the West has come. Nobody of any sort of intellect who understands economics would ever say a stupid comment like that. 17 Nobel laureates were wrong. And now the Fed is even saying it's not transitory. And they're hoping it will reduce, which means it's only going to go higher. And the bottom line is, I was concerned then. I said, take a strategic pause in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal for that reason. Isn't there enough inflation already? Apparently not. Biden wants more of it in everything he says and does. I can hardly wait for the midterms. I expect Democrats will be smashed justifiably. Without a doubt. More inflation's good. Remember what the Jamie Dimon says? The economy is going to be booming. Why? Because he saw the Build Back Better plan, which not only benefits government lobbyists, not only benefits government bureaucracies, government departments, which will grow exponentially because they're getting a boost in their budgets. Build Back yes. Better benefits the unions. And you know who's behind all of this? You know who's going to benefit the most out of all of this? The banks. Yes. The yes. banks. Yes. Like Jamie Dimon, who said yesterday, who said the other day, the economy is going to do great. Oh, yeah, we're going to come out of this. The economy is going to be vibrant. It's going to do well. It's going to have $125 oil. In other words, they're smacking you in the face with stagflation. They're trolling you. Someone called in that favor. Someone, someone oh my picked up the phone. Gave him a call and said, hey, Jamie, we need your help. Yep. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Be um, Matt Taibbi, and I forgot to mention this yesterday, but he disclosed how much the bank. So you you remember 
during the mortgage crisis, the banks got bought out, right? Like we, yeah. we bailed them out basically. Mm-hmm. Well, with the payroll uh, relief fund that was administered, the government had no way of, of managing those funds. Who was going to do the notes for those loans? The top banks made billions of dollars just strictly being admin of, of those loans, V. Just, just strictly paperwork, and they made billions. It was just another bailout. Um, and I can't remember the exact dollar amount, but it was just it was astonishing how much they money they made uh, just administering the government's uh, payroll loan program. It was it was it was insane. Absolutely nuts. And one of the fantasies that these uh, sickos that run Western democracies want. You know, some of these uh, guys, you know, they saw the Netflix uh, show Black Mirror and they thought that was a great idea. Some of the episodes there. Black Mirror is practically the dystopic equivalent of um, uh, what's it called? The Twilight Zone, right? It's a dystopic modern day equivalent of the twi- of the Twilight Zone. So each episode is different. You know, it's not there's no continuity between the episodes. If you ever want to watch Black Mirror, I advise you to do so. It's a great program. There's some <laughs> friggin' amazing uh, episodes on there. But these Western idiots look at black mirror and they think to themselves that it's some sort of an operating manual as to how to govern your society. It's absolutely insane. One such country that is literally turning into an episode of black mirror with 1984 and brave new world all sprinkled in is none other than Australia, which has fast become our favorite penal colony. It has reverted back to a penal colony. Congratulations, Australians. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe it's the rabid liberal Karens that rule your society and your and your government. Maybe it's the soy-filled men that run various uh, aspects of your nation's key infrastructure and, and, and economy. But here's a wonderful story from Sean. Sean visited a plant nursery last week, Siege. And now he's quarantined in the Adelaide Medi Hotel. <laughs> he is he is at the resilience center. He's at a COVID camp right now. Look at this concentration camp victim over here. And he's a hairdresser. Adelaide hairdresser Sean Ferguson. Oh yeah. So what happened to Sean Ferguson? When Sean Ferguson was browsing plants at the local nursery last Tuesday afternoon, he never thought it would land him in two weeks in quarantine in a concentration camp. Oh yeah. He was probably sniffing some petunias, looking at some perennials. And all of a sudden, that night, he received a text message that no one wants to receive. That's right. See, if you're in Australia, you're always worried about the stress. Even though you are double, triple, quadruple vax, even though you're wearing 10 face masks on your face, and you're completely negative when it comes to COVID, God forbid you happen to, you know, you step out, you got your 10 face masks on, you go to your, you go to your designated two kilometers in order to buy yourself a cheeseburger so you can have some lunch, maybe get some vegetables so you can eat something, and then you come back, and all of a sudden, you have that fear in the back of your head. If I get out, right, would I get buzzed by the SA Health Organization? <laughs> will the health My- department buzz me? Will they text me? Would I have to worry about that? Right? Well, that night, Sean received a text, right? At about 11.30 that night, I got a text message 
from the SA South Australian Health saying that I've been to a potential exposure site for Omicron. Bum, bum, bum. Omicron. Oh, no. As per instructions, Mr. Ferguson immediately got tested. But what followed from then was a whirlwind of uncertainty. NSA health employee called the next day and told him that he could isolate at home with his husband. (laughs) Sorry, I just laughed at that. His husband. And that he tested negative. He could be released out of isolation after seven days as he had been fully vaccinated. Right, I'm going to do my very, very best privilege in order to make me sure that I am vaccinated. After five minutes, the employee came back and said, "Uh, I'm really sorry, Governor. I'm really sorry, Mike. I've given you some false information because of the Omicron variant. They're not necessarily happy for you to be isolating at home with your husband. And they're going to consider you putting in, a, in into a concentration camp, Mr. Ferguson said. He was then told to wait for another phone call from the health department. Folks, if you're in Australia, if you haven't bought like a Faraday bag for your phone, take your phone, throw it into the Faraday bag, leave it at home, then go out and get your groceries, your, your food, or whatever you need to get if you're under this thing. And then maybe, maybe then figure out how to change your name to Guillermo. Get onto a boat or a plane and somehow make it to Mexico and then cross and run across the border. It's your only hope. It's your holy hope. <laughs> a few hours later, Mr. Ferguson said he received an email from SA Health telling him to isolate for seven days. He gets another email. Isolate for seven days. I replied to the email asking if someone could call me as the information was quite conflicting as to what I had been told, he said. Within the next hour, he received a phone call from SA Health Helpline. Jeez Louise. So now he's got a phone call, he's got a text message, he's got an email, and now another phone call. They were a bit confused as well. Basically said I needed to ignore the email. And this, you got to love the efficacy and how organized government is. It's, it's hilarious. They were a bit confused as well. Basically it said that I needed to ignore the email that had come through, that it was potentially false information. So I waited all night, no phone call, no direction. Then again, about 11.30 p.m., he received a text message from another text message. Oh, the mental torture. From SA Health, telling him to prepare to be transported to a Medi hotel in the morning. 8 o'clock in the morning, the bus arrived, and the police escort picked me up. They threw him in a paddy wagon. Right. You're going off to quarantine hotel. You want to go to the quarantine camps, right? Lack of communication, the worry, the stresses of it all, then being almost ripped from your home. No, bro, you weren't almost ripped from your home. You were ripped from your home, and you were put into a hotel without getting too much information about time, about it, or even time to prepare. (laughs) Keep voting, brother. Keep voting. Keep voting liberal. There were three other people on the bus with him, including a woman who had also visited the pet and plant shop in Gellenride. She said, I never go anywhere. I'm fully vaccinated. You idiots, you think that matters? You think that matters, you morons? I'm fully vaccinated! You're not. 
Not until you have your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth year. Until you get a weekly boosters for you. You're still not vaccinated. <laughs> that is the common thing that, that means that goes around. What is, the, uh, what is the common thing between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? They're both unvaccinated. That's the common mm-hmm. thing. Yep. I just decided to go there and get the cat, this cat brush. And now look what happens. I'm in quarantine. <laughs> you just want to get a brush for your cat? He said the other people in the bus were confused about what was happening as well. They also got last-minute directions as to what was going to be happening to them, as well as they were being where they will be taken away from their families. It was very confusing, very stressful, very uncertain as what to do. It was hard. When the bus arrived at the Pullman Hotel, Mr. Ferguson said they had to wait around 10 minutes while the hotel went into its red zone mode. Omicron. They went to red zone. They locked the hotel down and surrounding areas. So there were, quote unquote, gates that we had to enter. Police were all around the area. Once they lock into a red zone, it means no one can travel between certain floors while they let people in. He said he was given a, a replacement face mask, God forbid, before being instructed to speak to a police officer stationed at the hotel who asked him a few questions and took his driver's license. He was then escorted to his room. They then basically say the door is to remain shut unless food is being delivered to you or they are coming to test you, said Mr. Ferguson. I should do that in a gay Australian accent. There's no windows that can be opened, no balcony, no fresh air. So you are stuck with air con the whole time and no real sunlight. Although these are all health conditions, Siege. Do you not know that, Siege? I did not know that. Yeah. Apart from that, the room is quite nice. Uh-huh. South Australian Prime Minister Stephen Marshall, who's a useless sack of shit, said that two weeks rule that uh, for vaccinated close contacts was under a constant review. We don't want a massive Omicron outbreak in South Australia in the lead up to the Christmas, but Nicholas Perry said to me on Friday that she'd be looking very carefully into this. We would like to get back down to seven days as quickly as possible, Mr. Marshall said. In a statement, Professor Spurrier said national guidelines in the Communicable Disease Network in Australia were updated yesterday, asking the states to consider this. Fully vaccinated and frustrated. Well, that's what happens. And Mr. Ferguson goes on to claim how he's fully vaccinated, he's frustrated, he can't. I just played nice with everybody. I t- tell them I'm double vax, I'm triple vax, I'm quadruple. I'll get my boosters, but why am I still being treated like a second-class citizen? Why am I being treated like an unvaccinated beatnik? You fools! You fools! You don't escape this. You don't escape this. There's no difference. There's no difference. Between you and the unvaxxed. None whatsoever. Seize your thoughts. None. Yeah, well, no, you're absolutely, you know, spot on. I just the entire argument around around the continuation, you know, why don't they just call it what it is? Why don't they just say, Hey, listen, this is gonna be an annual thing, you know, maybe even even twice, twice a year, instead of just this, you know, just a prolonged effort to at this point, I don't think there's any type of public trust within the CDC, within within Fauci, 
And again, you know, it falls back to why, because they want to deem themselves as the experts. They, they don't want to allow any type of counter, you know, opinion. And V, again, I've said this numerous times, they'll never admit that they were wrong. Right? No, they can't. They got to go full retard, bro. They got to go full retard. They got to keep continue the, the, the vicious cycle of, of lockdowns because it, it worked, it worked so well the, the yeah. first time. So let's, let's continue to do the same things. And, and slowly, but surely we're seeing a lot of these draconian type things that, you know, Australia went through. There are several States who are beginning to pass these crazy mandates, you know, not only to go to restaurants, you know, with New York, I can't remember. I read the other day, there was another governor that uh, passing some other type of COVID pass or something with, uh, along with kids to show and provide, so so restaurants are are this month. Maybe next month will be grocery stores. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, but you can definitely see the writing on the wall that they're just gonna they're just gonna continue this. The the uh, the decade the the twenty five year war on on um, on terrorism is is over, and now we are in the the battle of viruses. V. It's the it's That's the, it. the battle of viruses. That's it. The, yeah, the global war on Taylor was a terror was an abject failure. I mean, you know, those pesky Russians and Chinese. These, put an end to that nonsense now what do we do as the leaders of the vaunted creative brilliant luminary leaders of the west oh i have a great idea let's go uh this whole thing's falling apart let's go uh squeeze our populations for all they're worth and that's where we are siege there's a new trend for athletes siege i don't know if you know this it's new hot new trend siege did you know this hot new trend i i did not know but apparently it's getting pretty popular that's right, Manchester United, man. What do they got? It's a, it's a pretty popular thing that the Manchester United, uh, uh, you know, soccer players are carrying around. What are they carrying? Siege? Yeah, so so heart monitors. The I, I can't, I a heart monitor. I can't imagine, you know, why you know these these healthy athletes would be having to have a heart monitor. I can't I can't figure that out. V. I'm not sure what happened to them. You know what it is, Siege. You know these crazy <laughs> soccer players who are. All the cardio they're doing, and the you see, when you're this physically fit, you can have heart issues. I don't know if you know that, and and now it's common, Siege. You know the 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 uh, you know having defibrillators and 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 having a pacemaker put inside you, and having heart monitors while you're playing the game. Totally normal. Totally normal. There's nothing to see there, folks. Completely normal. You know, let's move on because this is this is just normal. Guys dropping, 106 guys either dropped dead or they dropped out, okay? They've suffered some sort of problem, okay? United Medics uh, rush into the pitch. Uh, what was it saying? Okay, here. Manchester United, Victor Dindelof has been fitted with a heart monitor after suffering chest pains during a game after Norwich. And, dude, he's old. Siege, how old is he? He's only, yeah, he's he's way up there, you know. Ooh. I mean, my God, 27. Like, oh, man. The 27-year-old had to be replaced after he dropped down in discomfort and had his hand over his chest. Mm -hmm. United Medics rushed into the pitch during the second half and helped the Swede leave the pitch. Now his wife, Maja Nielsen, Lindolf, has revealed that the footballer is having his heart monitored in the aftermath. Totally, totally normal. Totally normal. Nothing to see there. Nothing to see there whatsoever. And again, this guy is double jabbed. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll never know the truth. But the same thing with uh, Demarius uh, uh, Thomas. Yep. 
the uh, the wide receiver from the uh, the Broncos that just was found uh, dropped dead in in the in the shower. Be well, he was at the ripe um, old age of thirty, man. Yeah, he was, like he was thirty he was years as well. Go ahead, yeah. play that. Found dead in the shower. Oh yeah, yeah. It just it just happens. Broncos country is mourning the loss of Demarius Thomas. He was found dead last night in his home near Atlanta, and he was just 33 years old. And in just the last 20 minutes, we obtained a police report about his death. The responding officer saying he was called to Thomas's home on reports that he was not conscious and not breathing. Thomas was found in the shower on his back and pronounced dead at his home. Yep. yep. Freaking crazy. Well, you know, uh, NFL wide receivers, running backs, soccer players, rugby players. It's it's all it's all normal. It's all normal. And now now kids, did you know that children are are prime victims of getting heart heart attacks each? <laughs> yes. Yes, but it's I, I've been told V that it's it's post traumatic COVID disorder is what it is, V. It's just That's it's just it. strictly stress. It's not it. nothing else. It's just the stress. It's 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 COVID the COVID disorder the stress the anxiety it's, there, there's no there's nothing else going on V. Yep. My buddy Alex did even in the chat saying that we're making fun of science. Yes, Alex, we are making fun of science. <laughs> we must try. We know that Fauci is science. Is he not Siege? He is. Yes. Yeah. He, he is, is science. science. This broadcast is brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> Anyway, last but not least on the agenda, interesting thing, uh, you know, when the world starts, you know, spinning out of control and systems start breaking down, uh, we have a what what happened in Columbia siege is is, is exceptional stand on the move again. Well, it it appears that, that there's in Colombia there's been bombings, okay, oh. and, and terrorist attacks uh, that are that are happening. So, twin blast rocked an airport in the Colombian city of. Kukata on Tuesday, killing two police officers was a terrorist attack. The country's president, Ivan Daki, Daki has said, Duque, man, Duque, come on. Duque, we reject, you can't, oh <laughs> we reject the cowardly terrorist you need attack. You in your Hispanic card, Siege. I know, right? right now. Probably should. The worst. The worst. Yeah, so, so it, it appears, V, that yes, that, um, that the Colombians are ready for some some good old, good old freedom, uh, American style. That's right. Behind every terrorist attack is a CIA handler. <laughs> just, just keep that in the in the background. And you know, uh, Colombia has always been used as a vital corridor for the drug trade for the cocaine import agency. Colombia has been used as a vital corridor for all the uh, overthrows and coups they've been running in Central and South America. It's a vital pivot point. So something happening in Colombia does not surprise me one bit. This is the new normal now. As the West breaks down, as uh, exceptional stand goes into the good night, the question becomes, will we, the normal people of the West that are in the United States, that are in the UK, that are in the European Union, that are in Australia and New Zealand, will we stand up and reclaim our birthright of a free and open society? Or will we step into the precipice of darkness for a thousand years. The choice is up to you, folks. The choice is up to you. Make your preparations, keep your powders dry, and keep your wits about you. This is the gorilla 
And we are out. Go ahead, Siege. Anything else you want to say? Yep, but we will be back at 2 p.m. with Matthew Errett. So- 2 p.m. Senor Matthew Errett will be here at 2 p.m. Make sure you keep it locked and loaded here. Roguenews.com. Roguenews.com. All right. Great job, bro. I appreciate it. That was awesome.